Hmm. Hello. Is the red light on? Yes, it is actually, Jeff. Uh, welcome <laughs> to. Uh, well, welcome back to the Dreamers Podcast. Uh, musical traveling man Jeff Langley, who was on the, just back on episode like two thirty seven or two thirty eight. I don't know what an episode is going to wind up being, but in the future here, when we when we post this episode up. Um, it wasn't that long ago, so I don't even know if we're gonna. This is gonna be a whole episode interview, or if I'm just gonna use this as like a piece of another episode, you know? Because we are just updating. Like we, you just updated everybody on what's been going on with Jeff Langley because it had been like what, like a year or or yeah. plus, yeah, yeah, uh, that you had since you had been on the show, and and now you're back. Uh, so from Europe, yeah, yeah. So now I have two friends that have been to Europe to tour musically uh so how, how how was it man it was a great experience uh there was you you know i've played in front of many crowds before and you think like it's not gonna be a big deal and then you get in front of the biggest crowd you've ever played in and you're just like <laughs> hi <laughs> i'm here to play the piano <laughs> <laughs> so but you get used to it quickly but it i don't you know you can you can you can do lots of things to gain your confidence but there's i mean if you if you think i have i have everything sorted out then you get put in a situation that uh you know sort of keeps in perspective you know who you are and uh to to stay grounded in uh you know as far as uh your confidence you know to to continue on well, what was the biggest like, crowd that you got to play in front of, you, you think? Roughly? I don't even know. I mean, we are played... Are talking hundreds or are we talking thousands? Um, I think the last show was... Uh, pro- it was over a thousand. I don't know. Wow. We got moved... We got moved to a different venue. We got The, the one venue we were supposed to play at, I think, was a 2,000-seater. Wow. But the roof was leaking, so they've been closed for four months, so we got move to a different one they couldn't find a roofer in in and i guess because it's always rainy there that uh yeah in the exactly. uk that they, it, all the roofers are just busy all the well, year around yeah it's, yeah that's true it's, it's probably a smart a smart business to get into over there but no it only <laughs> it only rained once really we were there for three weeks and it only rained once i was like i bought a new raincoat i bought rain <laughs> boots and they just took up space actually you know what the rain boots were good for um i took home some bottles of wine for gifts and you were they, able they were them. great you stick them in the rain boots you wrap them in i wrap them in uh clothes hotel hotel trash bags oh. and then just and the, then just, oh, just stuck, stuck them in the boots <laughs> and it was great some boot wine uh, that's and then i and then i had wine. i had gloves i had gloves so i put the gloves over top of them <laughs> so they were like these it looked like a second grade Christmas ornament that, you know, <laughs> the mom doesn't really want but has to put out every year. Uh, I can't wait to get those. <laughs> I'll make you one. Oh, please do. Please do. Um, wow, man. So, so, to, so is that the biggest you've, you've played in front of, like, in general? Oh, yeah, definitely. Wow. Definitely. Wow. wow. Now, I mean, you've played in front of pretty big crowds, though, right? Like, uh, when it comes to musicals. Yeah, musical but it's... Sense. Uh, you know, it's interesting because with the musicals, um, well, some musicals I've played and I have to be on stage, but it's it's interesting because you set up and you see the crowd, you see the, not the crowd, you see the, um, 
you see the venue completely empty and you're just like man there's there's gonna be a lot of people that they can fit in here and um but then you get out on stage and the lights are on you and you can't you can't even see past the first row most of the time so it's it's all in your head the most judgiest rogues they paid the most to be there and they're like you better perform no the front row <laughs> the front row is always the row that pregame the most so you don't have to be intimidated by them <laughs> uh. <laughs> so um so did you have any um like roadblocks that you had while you were out there that you had to overcome i mean i guess performing in front of 2000 people i mean i think the only roadblocks were were i think the the two biggest things for me was we rehearsed here and we rented the equipment and the the first time we got to play on the rented equipment was the first show so that was I think the the biggest thing for me was the technology which is like okay this keyboard should be here on the mixer this keyboard should be here on this song this patch you know I don't want to get too technical but so that was that was a little bit but I think I think the biggest thing and this would be relatable to everyone that's not, how to be, eat all the steak dinners that you got to have eat. well <laughs> no well yeah that i mean that was nice it was it was nice to you know i didn't oh that was to, nice that wasn't a challenge i didn't have to spend a cent was it no no <laughs> <laughs> um the biggest challenge was because you know you're in a different hotel room every night you get to the venue you do your sound check you go eat you come back and you sit you know you wait for the other band and then you go on, you leave, you go to a different hotel room. The next day, you spend half the day in a van driving to the next venue. So the biggest thing for me was because we had, um, you know, we had food in the green room, and I utilize, I learned to utilize by like the second day of like you need to eat all the bananas there. You need to eat all like they have a bowl of raspberries you better be responsible for eating most of it. It's like, it's like all the, all that stuff, they, all that stuff that they, um, they tell you in when you, before you're taking a test, like make sure you eat the brain food, make sure you do it. Like, you know, um, you know, I was always making sure that I, that I ate not steak, actually, um, <laughs> salmon steak, maybe like make sure, you know, make sure you're getting those, uh, the, uh, Omega acids. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and it was, and it was, it was really interesting how that did affect you because I had to be, you know, you had to be on every night. So, so I made sure, you know, I didn't really have an opportunity to exercise, but when I had a free, you know, hour and a half to tour the city, I'd make sure I'd, you know, go for a walk and do, do something. And it was, it was, but it was interesting the, the first two days when I didn't do that compared to the rest of the tour, when I was like, I have to make a point to, eat very well and well you have to perform at a at a you know a high level at a late hour i mean and and it's even worse because you're dealing with uh uh the the uh, jet lag sorry i was had a jet lag in, the, in, in thinking of that um but yeah no it's it's tough and and that's the thing like even um you know as as, as well i don't want to just say celebrities in general but but yeah celebrities and, and musicians and people that have to be on uh, like late into a night or late, you know, mm-hmm. like I know that I perform better when I sleep. Oh, definitely. Um, versus like if I was just like, oh, okay, well, I'm not gonna get sleep today. Okay, well, I can handle that. And then the next day, and next day, and by like the fourth or fifth day, you're just like, all right, nope, 
I can't perform like like I can be awake, I can do things, but they're not going to be the yeah. best work that I've ever done. Yeah, and I mean you have to be you have to be on point because I had to do a lot. I had to do a lot of backup vocals and stuff too. So you you can't stay up late. You can't you know you got to make sure you don't get a runny nose. I mean it it seems that's where singers get the uh, the diva stigma. But I mean you know it's like it's like if you spend your whole day on a computer and you break your finger, it's it's going to be difficult. It, if it you would sing, be. if you sing and you have a runny nose, you can't operate a hundred percent. So you know, and and you have to be careful of that. Like actually, the lead singer, she wore a she wore a mask the whole time because she didn't you know spread any germs. You're in that, you're in the uh, the van with everybody. It's close quarters. You know, you have to you have to be careful of that stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, as far as jet lag goes, I really didn't have a problem getting there. It was it was coming back. So, because I, I, I'm fortunate enough. I don't want to seem like I'm complaining, but I was fortunate enough to jump right into my next job, which is, you know, awesome. Well, awesome. Yeah, this yeah. is absolutely amazing. So, uh, uh, oh, I, I wanted to mention about the uh, you, you said not like not getting a runny nose and, and wearing a mask and stuff like that. Um, it's oh, the the main reason I would think would be because you. It's not like a world tour. It could be like, oh, well, we'll just cancel like these three shows and push them to like September or something like that because we'll still be on tour and we'll still have everybody yeah, yeah, with yeah. us. Like this is like a one and done three, you know, three weeks. Yeah. And and it's not probably millions and millions of dollars invested to make this happen. But mm. but so like or or backing it. So it's like, oh, well, it's OK because, you know, we'll just sell another show along the way. Well, sometimes they have to do that. Like, um yeah, I mean sometimes they sometimes they have to do that and just sort of like next time we we can't we can't tack it on the end, but next time we'll you know the next yeah, tour we'll that. add yeah. shows or something like that. But it's difficult because at that point it's not um, like oh well we'll just give you a ticket in advance like okay your ticket like the show has been canceled we'll give you a ticket for the next you know mm-hmm. or a um, like a voucher or something. Yeah, um, it's just. You know, hopefully we'll get back to you next time, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if, you know, and hopefully there is a next time for for them, and hopefully there's a next time for you. Yeah, we'll uh, see. <laughs> so, um, what was it like being the youngest one there, though? That I mean, it was great. I feel like it's. Uh, I feel like a lot of time in the performing arts, like tenacity is great, talent is great, but you. One of the first times one of the first shows one of the one of the guys said you know jeff you're doing a great job with the show um but what you you know then this experience is is great for you and and instantly instantly you kind of you you're you're at a crossroads there as as a performer or just as a human being i feel like it doesn't matter if you're playing music or anything it's it's always you'll be you'll have the opportunity to interact with someone with more experience than you and they will say something that that you know you can choose to respond the way that you know what i trust your your experience and you know the the uh seasoning that you have for you to tell me that i that i could use more and which is which should always be yes it should always it should always be you know what i'm i'm coming into this situation to to learn to learn from it 
because there is, there's no ceiling on what I do. And that's, that is the beautiful thing about it. Or you can choose to respond like, what are you talking about? I'm, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years professionally and I don't need more experience. Like, who are you to tell me that? Like, you know, we're, and you know, you, and that doesn't, that doesn't help anything. You know, it's, it's, it's such a freeing experience to say, you know what? You're right. I need, I, I am looking for opportunities to progress in this and I'm looking for opportunities to glean more experience from, I was playing, I think they were, all of them were 30 years older than me and it was, and it was great. It was, it was fantastic. It was, it was just, um, you know, the stories, the, the life experience and just the, just the teamwork, um, you know, cause it's, you know, it's like a sports team. It, it's, uh, I'm reading a book about a rowing crew right now, and it's it's so interesting the parallels between like oh yeah the guy in the back like I I just think like oh that that's like that would be the equivalent of the the drummer oh that's the bass player and they're like talking about like which seat they put in the rowing crew like <laughs> this guy's lanky and you know not as strong as so it's um it's it's interesting yeah it was it was great it was a great experience i also i mean i you know i'm gonna geek out a little bit it was awesome playing in a band that like prior to being asked to play in the band i had records of the band (laughs) and am a fan of the band and 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 they told me during rehearsals they're like we know you like we can tell you like this music and i was like yeah is that evident (laughs) so it's great it's great to um and even some of the people i met you know it's great to it's a great experience having your your record collection and things that were um uh you know informative to you as a musician to you know for it to come to life (laughs) <laughs> and uh you know and you get to meet and you know and and play with them it's great i mean it's it's not only great to meet them cuz i i've met a lot of people that i you know consider to be the top of the game and like people to sort of model um you know influences mu- in music and think like model you know my music after but uh you know it's even better to to like share the stage with them and to get to play you know their music i so couldn't agree more i mean i uh unfortunately have not really had that experience but uh i could definitely imagine what it would be like to, yeah. to share uh that stage with, with with people that well i'm getting to share this this stage with you so <laughs> i gotta say it's a it's an honor and, and it's an honor even just to, to get to share this the, you know this platform with um so many amazing dreamers and people that that love what they do and know why they're doing it and probably have, well in most cases have been doing it for a long long time even before they realized that this is what they were doing yeah, yeah yeah definitely um i'm trying to think what else what else there was as far as experience yeah and it was it was great yeah i mean it was i think the biggest thing was just you know, responding to, you know what I, you know, I don't have as much experience. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, that's like a quantifiable statement. You know, you're 30 years older than me. You've been doing this all your life. As long as you've been alive. Yeah. 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 So, and, um, and it's, you know, it's just, it's just one of those, one of those things where you, you choose how to respond. You can choose teamwork and you can choose camaraderie or you can, you know, you can be, you can be a problem. And no one, you know, that's, and that's, and that's the thing, like someone you talk about, I feel like before I've talked about, you know, just 
across the board professional things and you can uh you can choose to be a solution to the situation you can choose to work with everybody you know and uh, i mean you know there there are times when there are some people that feel they need to share their political opinions all the time and and it's just like you know if i don't agree with you i'm not i'm not going to sit and have an argument with you because i because the camaraderie of the band is more important to me than you know sharing my opinion well uh jeff what what do you have going on like what's uh, like we, i know we talked about like what your dreams of the future looked like before you know before um has anything changed now that it's only been uh well it's been like what two months since we recorded two, I think. yeah yeah two months um i mean stuff for the future i i mean i'm in a in a run of man of la mancha right now at bristol riverside theater which is going really well there's a you know really talented cast and great great pit to play in and um all the music director's leaving the last week so i'll be taking over the uh arm waving duties what yeah. that's awesome so that's that's fun you get that under your butt have you done arm waving duties i have yeah, yeah yeah the last uh the last a few gigs ago i i did piano conducting i've never done just conducting no okay. proper conducting this i mean this is still going to be piano conducting um so so uh but yeah no i'm i'm pretty excited about that and i just you know excited to work work with you know more great performers and musicians and stuff like that and then i have uh a few things in the in the pipe that i think were confirmed but uh we'll you maybe save that for a later episode. Yeah, we can get back when around that. when it's closer, closer to happening. Um, yeah, no, it's it's been it's been really, really great. I feel like you know I I I uh, just celebrated my thirtieth birthday a few days ago. That's true. And I That's just true. and I, you know, I I really believe that at this point the. I may have said this last time, but you know, whatever. Yeah, that's um, all right. That was like a month ago. Yeah, point. <laughs> I mean, everybody forgot. Um, but anyway, that you know, I literally spent my twenties in front of a piano, rehearsing, like practicing, and you know, getting together what I, you know, what I was doing, and um, you know, I really feel like, I mean, networking obviously helps, but networking only happens when you have the confidence to say i have a product that you can use yes so uh but i definitely feel like everything's you know coming to coming to a head with all that stuff so that that's a that's a great feeling when it's you know it it's at the point where like some of the gigs that you used to do you can't do anymore because you know you have you have uh things that are gonna that are gonna keep you you know you're not in the area or you know you have another you have another thing that's going to take up the time and you can't do both so you have to you have to pass it to someone else or something like that which is you know which is which is great and it's also great to like oh yeah you know i'd like to help you out like you help me out at, at another time and you know yeah yeah definitely yeah it's it, it's funny how that that works where it's like you know you you start out by trying to get anything you can to just be like, oh, I need the experience, so I'm like, I'll take any kind of yeah, piano, yeah, yeah. you know, gig I can take. Um, and then before you know it, like, you're like, you want me to come to a bar at twelve o'clock and set up my own keyboard and play for two hours? Absolutely for not. Tips? Like, get <laughs> out of here. No, and that, and that's like, 
I don't I don't set up my keyboard for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, right? So so I I would agree um that you you get to that that level, but but the reason the reason is the supply and demand, right? There's only so much Jeff to go around and there's only so much time and then it it's as you build up the demand for that level, right? So like if I want a piano player that's been playing for 10 years, who do I go to? Well, I mean, I don't Jeff Langley. I guess so. I don't know if anyone's ever like, oh, I want a piano player that's been playing for more than 10 years. <laughs> just like, or just like, who do you know around here that can do this gig? And, you know, it's good to be, you know, on multiple people's lists. Right. And you only get on those lists by playing and having coffee with people, apparently. Yeah. Um, well, appara- yeah. There's a, definitely a, a professional coffee meeting aspect of it. You write all those off, right? uh yeah sometimes i mean sometimes sometimes they buy it for me but um yeah i was actually just talking with a with a friend about this because there was there was a time when i had to actually when i moved to new york that it was like i i had to make i had to make the leap of you know i have i have a good thing going in south jersey and but it but is it what i want and the answer was no and it was just like i need you know i need to look to other pastures and um excuse me i need to look to other pastures to sort of like uh you know broaden the broaden the availability like you know it's not those the guys in new york are not just going to be like oh yeah you know oh they're not going to get my number you know out of nowhere you know you have to you have to draw the conclusions you know you have to be you have to be proactive as far as like you know, even when I'm writing emails, I like to be, all right, you're where let's meet here at this time. And, you know, and they can say, oh, well, I can't make it at 12. But I mean, you know, it's just like all that stuff. You would just want to be proactive as far as like, I'll set it up for you. Right. Because I feel like, like to a certain extent, they want to know that they want to know that this person is going to, is going to make, not not that this person can't follow direction, but this person is going to make it happen. They're not going to sit there and say, how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do that? They're going to say, well, this is what I figured out. What, you know, what do I have to change about this? Or, right. Right. And that, and that was a certain aspect. There was a certain aspect of that to Renaissance because I was playing, I was playing the orchestra chair. So the orchestra, I mean, they have a full orchestra accompanying a lot of their songs and it's not, it's not, 100% 100% playable by one person you know it's a bunch of different parts ha- so so there's we had to divide it up across two keyboards and the other key the other keyboardist is predominantly playing the piano parts but when it gets too lush orchestrally we have to figure it out but right. it was just like before rehearsals there was a certain you know I rolled the dice a little bit as far as like well this is what I think is the most important thing to hear and this is what I'll bring to you. And then, you know, they tweak like, you know, add this here, add that, but other but you know, you've done most of the work and that's what we were looking for. We we're just we we're just looking for um to edit what you do as as opposed to help you write it. You right, I mean? right. So it's I think I think that's a that's a that's a big aspect of of sort of um, you know, being a professional, anything again, not just musician. It's just like, you know, 
my employer knows that they're not going to have to sit there and spoon feed me everything. It may not, the objective may not be completely clear, but I'm going to, I'm going to come and say, this is what I have. And if they only have to say, well, change that, change that, that should be a question instead of a, you know, exclamation, you know, I'm <laughs> equating it to writing a book now, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, you know, the, the, if they have to do less that, you know, then they know then you brought all that work to them. So they, they can focus on their job. Right. You know? Instead of, yeah, trying to put Instead you. Instead of, you know, working on you taking your training wheels off. You, you, come, <laughs> you come without training wheels already and that's, you know. <laughs> No, that, that, I mean that's awesome. I think that's a great way of uh, of putting it. And and people, uh, if you know, if you're if you're listening and you're like, okay, well, why uh, why should I put all that effort into something I don't know that I'm even going to get? Then you're <laughs> you probably should be looking to do something. Yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. And that's a, I th- I feel like that's that's something that a lot of people struggle with. Where you know you have to unfortunately you have to have the attitude, I mean, not, not to the point where you, you know, you're cutting people out of your life, you're doing evil things to people. But I mean, like, you have to have the attitude that you're already there, you're at the top already, because you have to have those aspects of professionalism where, you know, I don't care if I, you know, if I have to show up at a bar at 12 o'clock, if I said I was going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to make good on my word, you know, and it's and, and I need to have the same excitement and professionalism at that bar or that you know speaking event for 12 people instead of 500 and you know and and i i need to show up early with my things together and i need to i need to you know um share my craft regardless of the audience and um you know because because you're never going to get those big gigs if you don't treat the little ones with the same amount of you know um, fervor. fervor. I was going to say care, but uh, I guess fervor. Vitality. Vitality, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and for those um, that don't speak or play like a, mu- a musical instrument or, or DJing, um, that the whole vitality thing, it can be really tough when yeah. there's like oh, yeah. two people in the room. Like, I mean, I was how many times I've DJed in like a basement. Yep. And, and I was in a separate room for where the party actually was going on. And there's like one person in the room and I'm like, oh, this is so hard to like want to mix and want to, you know, do, you know, work off the energy of a crowd when there's, there is no crowd. The crowd is in the other room and you can't tell whether or not they like what you're doing or not, except for the fact that they're not coming in and yelling at you for not playing the right music. Yeah. But that's not enough reinforcement to get somebody pumped and like ready to go. But, but at the same time, like you have to, you still have to do it. You know, you still have to be professional about it. And you still, I mean, in this case, this is like, you know, a house party in a basement. But No, but I, but, but I mean, that's, you know, like we're talking about like different crossroads that you, you come to. You make a decision. You make a decision to say, regardless of the fact that one person is listening to this, I'm going to keep going. And, and you know, the, uh, the process, I feel like I've said this last time too, the process definitely refines you because what you choose to do after the crappy gig is is what defines you i mean like you know you're if you say i'm going to keep doing this if you say i was in front of you know one person and 
you know, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give up my Friday night to not hang out with my girlfriend or something. You know, like there's you know, I can choose the the comfortable thing or I can choose the I can choose the I you know I want I wanna do this regardless of the of the outcome. Well, because it all advances you, right? So, like, yeah. being not that there, you shouldn't least... hang out with your girlfriend no. or your wife. You know, it's very important. Very important to uh, you know keep all our relationships strong. But but yeah. what if that one person is the right person that says, "Hey, uh, I'm having a I'm having like a big event or something going on, and I really love what you're doing." Next yeah. thing you know, you're playing for 500 people, and then like at a nightclub. Mm-hmm. For a big party or something like that, where people are there to actually dance and people are going to hear you and it actually or, or or you know hear your music or hear your talk or something to that effect. Like it doesn't you know that and I, I you know it doesn't matter if it's ten people or or a thousand people. Like it, it could be a thousand people, but what if all thousand of those people um, aren't anyone that take action to that you know with you. Um, that you, you know, you inspire them to come up to you and be like, look, I, I wanted to take you for to you know, my company and we're going to pay you like $50,000 to do like 10 talks over the course of the year at like my different businesses yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Like, you know, it could be 10 people and maybe you get lucky with the one out of 10 or it could be a thousand. You get nothing, you know, other than people, you know, maybe buy your book or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, I think you know, we were talking about this a little earlier. Um, and I, I think it's always important that you do you do what you do regardless of the outcome. Like, you know, you have to, you just have to do it. Just got to make the donuts. doesn't matter. You got to make, yeah, you got to make the donuts. <laughs> um, now I want some donuts. I, well, you could stop on the way home. I will. Well, I have to run to work. Oh. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, I, yeah, you definitely, you definitely have to do if if you, if you love what you do, like, I, I don't think good, good art or good, you know, regardless of the term of, of art or good, um, good, a good craft is never going to go unnoticed, you know, whether it's public speaking, whether it's, you know, music, professional or, fighting, yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah, something. Like UFC or, you know, it's, it's not like a good, a good product. Cause I mean, you know, at, let's be honest it's it's the business it's it, a good a good product is not going to go unnoticed you know that's why we that's why we have the george foreman grill yeah and the, <laughs> and the pet egg yeah and the uh <laughs> the magic bullet yeah jeff before we wrap up is there i mean we've shared so much and it's it's been wonderful having you back on the show and uh and, and so close to the last time you're on the show, which is a miracle compared to the last time. But a lot's happened in the in the last like two years, so uh, I'll give you a pass on that. But <laughs> uh, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share before we just let people know how they can connect with you online again? No, I just say you know keep following your dreams. I think that's the most important thing: perseverance, staying power, and uh, don't don't lose sight of the goal. That that is true. Uh, you know, do things that make uh, th- that that push you co- closer to where you want to head, rather than things that take you away from where you want to head. Uh, and it sometimes it's difficult, right? Whether it's money or um, something that is like, well, I still need money, so I need to do this definitely, other thing. Definitely. But that means you got to dig deeper and you got to work harder to make it so that, or 
you know, sleep better or do something or offload some of your tasks to yeah. other people oh, to be able to still have the energy and make the energy, yeah. make the time to do what is what you that you yeah, want I, to do. I definitely think. I mean, there are days when I'm extremely stressed out, and I just have to say, like, well, what is what is the one thing? What is the one thing I can do? You know, take a to nap. de-stress. <laughs> well, is take a nap or you know, like I, I don't know. Um, you know, play video games, exercise, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, go to my, you know, favorite junkie fast food chain. Uh, which, which one is that? I don't know. Huh, I don't know. I mean, it, cha- it changes day to day. He's supposed to say like month to month. Cause I can only afford to eat like fast food once a, you know, once a month cause of the, you know, I gotta stay fit. I gotta keep my fingers. Well, yeah, nice I know. I mean, it is. It, it's not frequent, but yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, Jeff, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, you know, you have a website, Facebook. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the my band, the Twenty Committee, is on Facebook, and um, we have a website, and that's we haven't even talked about that. So we're we're. We're in talk. We're in talks trying to figure that out to do album number two. Oh, that's awesome! And, I, you uh, know, I, you I didn't even mention that off the air. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's great fine. To hear. That's fine. I mean, it's it's been all theater all the time, and the only prog stuff has been Renaissance right now. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, we're we're working on that. So you can find that on Facebook. Um, I'm, I'm on Facebook. You can send me a message. Geoff Langley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I that that's awesome and uh, i'll try to put the the link to your facebook and the 20 committee in the uh show notes at superjoepardo.com so jeff i really appreciate you coming in uh to here into the studio today to talk about Likewise. everything that's been going on and how your trip was and uh you know just i i hope everyone just keeps on dreaming and i hope that you don't stop jeff obviously you haven't so <laughs> I, I think it's safe to say that this is this is a career I hope so. <laughs> so when people say, you got a, why don't you get a job? He's like, I got a job. It's yeah. drinking coffee. It's drinking coffee. <laughs> I'm glad I've taken the transition from drinking coffee to playing the piano. Yeah, yeah. That's it's a good transition for you. <laughs> maybe you get a job at Starbucks one of these days. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> playing at Starbucks at 12 o'clock. Yeah, well, if you're making $15 an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, (laughs) that's enough. Thank you very much, Jeff. All right, thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers Podcast. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dreamers Podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.